In this episode of Info Product Mastery, you'll learn what an info product is and how an online education business can help you build a passive income stream, quit your day job, and even achieve financial independence. This is Info Product Mastery, Episode 2. Welcome to Info Product Mastery, the podcast that helps developers, educators, and entrepreneurs launch and grow their online education businesses. Whether you're just looking to build some passive income or creating a full-time living, I'm your host, Adrian Rosebrock. And today, we're just going to talk about what an info product is. Like, what exactly is this term that you hear? You know, what is it a book? Is it a course? Is it an online community? What is it? Basically, an info product is any digital education product that could be sold online. That could be a video course, an ebook, a private blog, a private podcast, a special reports or templates, a membership site, community forums. All of those are considered info products. And typically, these products exist behind a paywall, meaning users come to your site. Maybe you have some free content to entice them. They learn the value of what you're providing. And then they have to enter in a credit card number or maybe a PayPal information to access your premium content. Examples of info products I've seen, and and not necessarily in the developer space, include video courses on people learning how to play guitar. I've seen eBooks on horses on how to rehab them after a spinal injury. That's that's something my wife has done. She has a horse that had a pretty bad spinal injury, and she purchased these podcasts and these books and courses that taught her how to properly rehab her horse afterwards. So that served a great purpose to her. I've seen podcasts on, on minimalism and essentialism, essentially like removing all the clutter from your house, keeping only what you really truly need. You know, there's tons of private financial blogs out there with stock tips and trading techniques and special indicators that could tell you when to enter and exit a position. And similarly, there's, there's a ton of business membership sites where entrepreneurs talk more candidly about their business, maybe reveal some numbers or talk about strategies, things they wouldn't necessarily talk about openly on the internet, but they feel comfortable sharing in this private, intimate community. The general idea here and this is pervasive throughout all of info products, is that a customer is trading their money for your knowledge. And ideally, that's allowing them to create a better version of themselves through the education, through the product that they're receiving. In my particular case with PyMage Search, you know, I've authored like four eBooks with over nine volumes. I've done private blog posts and courses, which were like typed out text articles that people could read. They had to enter in payment information to access it. I've done video courses that have had hundreds of videos of them. And it doesn't necessarily matter exactly what the info product is. It can all be done in a lucrative fashion. You just have to build something that people want. And that is the key point is you you need to look at your audience and say, what is it that my audience wants to learn about? What topic do they want to learn about? And then you got to say, what medium do they want to consume it through? Is it like through text? Is it through video? Is it through like a podcast or a video cast? What, what is it that your potential customers are after? I also say that, you know, you likely already have enough expertise in a given topic to create an info product. So let's go a little little technical now and say with programming languages and and libraries, as as a developer, you probably have an intimate knowledge of one facet of programming or multiple facets, but in your day job, you probably developed a very intimate understanding of a particular topic. And you could be able to share that with outsiders, people who want to know what you know. So for example, maybe you use Python programming language to analyze satellite image data for uh, solar panels to see how efficient a given state is by counting the number of, of panels that you find across a landscape in a satellite image. You know, theoretically, if there's enough interest in this specific topic, 
you could write content on it, create video content on it, sell it to people, and that could create your passive income stream and maybe even quit your day job if there is sufficient interest in that topic. Of course, it, it doesn't have to be technical in nature. Maybe like you're really into gardening and you could teach someone how to make their garden more fertile and have better plants, more resilient plants that you know deer aren't going to come along and just eat the tops off of. Maybe you're, maybe you're a musician and you know how to play guitar, but maybe it's more niche specific than that. Maybe you're a really expert guitarist in ska or like acid rock, and you could teach guitar players that specific style. And the reason I, I say that is because you don't need to assume your customer is a novice and you don't have to start from square one. In some cases, that's helpful because you can build this organic audience as you go along. I mean, I think Outside the, the info product space, someone who's been enormously successful with this is J.K. Rowling with her, her Harry Potter series. When the first book was released, you know, I was probably in fourth, maybe third or fourth grade, and that book was at a, like a fourth grade reading level. And as she released new books, the reading level increased with them. So her audience was growing with her. So even, even if you were a young kid, a novice, a novice reader who you couldn't understand complex themes. By the time you got to the final book, you were actually pretty intelligent. You were a smart reader. You could understand these deeper points that Rowling was making in her, in her books. And that's another way to think of in, info products is, are you starting from square one where effectively this person is a, is a little kid, like explain like, I, like I'm five, that popular internet meme? Well, if the person is that young and that novice, then potentially what you could do is build a business that scales with them as their, as their skills increase. Now, you may say, Adrian, like, I, I don't have particular expert knowledge in a topic or the topic that I have expertise in. I'm not really interested in creating an info product about that. What do I do then? That's actually a wonderful, wonderful opportunity here because if you don't have existing knowledge in a particular topic, you can actually learn that. And that's the perfect opportunity to create an info product. Now, I'll, I'll cover this in a future episode, but I know a person who started to learn a new programming language, Go, Google's programming language, and he blogged about the process and wrote tutorials about what he learned while he was learning it. And that's the key phrase. I'm going to repeat that again. He was blogging about it while he was learning this programming language. And sure, he was already a programmer. He understood the basic idea of logic flow, conditionals, loops, all that stuff. But the point is that the blog was relatable to other people learning the Go programming language because the author himself was once a novice, and therefore the readers felt more connected to him. They felt more like him. They're like, man, this guy, this guy gets me. He understands that I'm a developer. I know how to code in other languages, but he's pointing out these idiosyncrasies that other books may not touch because he's writing this as he goes along. He's, he's just literally verbally spewing out the learning process, and that's very relatable to readers. Now, over time, this guy went from a novice in the Go programming language to an expert, like the go-to person to ask if anyone had a question about that programming language. So he created info products around that. He started creating books and courses, and he sold them to the audience he was gathered while he was creating free content, and it made him money along the way. And I tell the story to make the point that just because you aren't an expert in something already doesn't mean you cannot start an info product business. It just means the path is going to be different. It's a bit longer because you're going to learn the topic as you go. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually a great opportunity to build an audience along the way. And I'll harp on this audience point for a second, because as developers, what we're really good at is writing code. As we get this idea, and then we run to the basement and lock the door and turn off all our lights, and we'll just code for hours. 
days on end. And we come out days or weeks or months later, we're victorious, like shining, like holding this new product above our head, being like, yes, I created this, I created this. But there's a problem in that. Did you really build the right thing? And that's something you, you'll hear from product project managers and client interviews and user interviews is trying to distill what the user actually wants and then having the developer build it. And as developers, we just want to write the code. You know, we want to build. We're not necessarily interested in, is this problem that I'm solving going to generate money? So when you build an audience along the way and you have, say, like blog post comments or YouTube comments that you're responding to, you're picking up on what the user wants to learn about. You're figuring out, oh, I've heard five people say that they don't really understand how, how loops work in Go compared to other programming languages or how, or how typing works. So maybe there's a little area in there. Maybe I could create some content surrounding there and that kind of blossoms out into a larger, bigger product. And that only happens through communicating with your readers, with your potential customers. So never discount the point of talking to your customers. It is so critical. You don't want to come out of this, this basement building this amazing product, and then you have this solution to a problem that wasn't really an issue in the first place, and then therefore people don't buy it. No, you want to find out what the problem is first. You want to feel confident that people are going to pay for it, and that's when you disappear into the basement. That is when you start building. So let's transition over to addressing the question, how can an info product create a passive income stream? And it's effectively a four-step process. And of course, there's multiple sub-steps to each of these four steps. But the initial idea here is that you develop an initial audience. The larger, the better. It's going to give you not only more data of what people want, but a larger audience to sell to. It's going to make it more likely that people are going to bite the hook and, and purchase what you're creating. Now, once you have an audience, you could create whatever medium it is that they want. It could be an ebook, a video course, you know, whatever. And then you publish that. And then you move on to the third step, which is your, your marketing channel or the sales funnel. This is how you bring people from just viewers of your site or your YouTube channel to being on your email list to actually being customers. Now, there's tons of ways to design marketing channels. Maybe you just have simple email opt-ins where people can download like a resource guide PDF or a special template on your site, you know, what have you. The point is that you get someone on your email list. Maybe you're reaching out to them via social media or, or cold outreach on, on LinkedIn, but you're trying to build this, this list of people who would be potential customers, people who are genuinely interested in your content. So then once you have that, you start sending out email newsletters or, or sales campaigns to those people on your list. And then they click on the link, they go to the sales page, they purchase the content. And I harp on email a lot. And that's because even in the age of, of social media and everything like that, email consistently outperforms all of those channels in terms of sales. And I'll go into that in a future episode because it's a really interesting topic. But I want to bring home the point of like, do not discount the value of building an email list. That is where the money truly lies in so many businesses, not just info product businesses, but SaaS businesses. That's how you're selling to people by getting into their inbox. You can kind of think of an inbox as a more intimate space. It's something that you opt into. It's something that you agree to. It's not a Facebook notification where someone tagged you, right? It's, it's more intimate. And that tends to be why email converts so well. So getting back to the four-step process, we've, we've had three initial steps here. Develop an audience, you're, you create an ebook or a course, and you have some sort of marketing channel where you're bringing people into your site, they're getting on your email newsletter somehow, and then you're emailing them and trying to sell them your product. 
The good news is that once your course or book or, or whatever medium it is is actually published, you only have a few hours per week of work to do. And that's typically answering support questions of, hey, help, I can't access my download. Or, hey, I read this chapter in your book, but I'm, I'm kind of confused on what it was you're trying to, trying to tell me. Can you elaborate on that? So it's, it's basic support after that. So steps one and three are where the majority of the work is involved. But after that, the process is minimal. And that's why it's passive. It generates this passive income stream. You put up all the work. You put in this work like building up a big flywheel. And then once the flywheel is spinning and running, like you can take a step back and let it run it and do its own thing with minimal maintenance. I say this passive income stream is far better than, say, being an Uber or a Lyft driver because you make money while you sleep. And I, that is such a good feeling to, to wake up in the morning and you know, take a day off or go on vacation and you still see money coming in. A personal story here. Back in 2018, my wife and I took a vacation to Germany and we had an amazing time. We went hiking, we visited the Black Forest, spent a few days in Baden, ate incredibly delicious food, and, and truly enjoyed our time together. But what, what made it special to me, even more from good time spent with my wife, was that each morning when I woke up, I could check my phone or my laptop, and I could see the business was still making money without me having to do any work. Let that sink in, this feeling of, making money while you sleep, making money while you're in the shower or literally sitting on the toilet, right? That is an incredibly good feeling and it's freeing. That's how you develop financial independence over time. It's how you decouple time from making money. And info products are a really, really great way to do that. Again, th this four-step process is, is very general and some steps could be shortcutted, you know, depending on where you publish. So, Let's say like you, you're a big fan of Udemy or, or Skillshare or Pluralsight. You could develop a video course and sell it on one of those sites. And the nice thing is that these platforms already have people who are willing to purchase content you create, sort of like a, an Apple App Store, but for education content. The benefit of going this route is that you could focus essentially all your time on content creation. You're not worrying about the sales funnel. You're not worried about building uh, email marketing pipelines or reaching out to people on LinkedIn or Instagram trying to build your email list. As long as there is an audience for your product on a Udemy or a Skillshare-like site, people will search for those keywords. And as long as it's a quality course, you're going to make sales and you're going to make some money. You know, that's, that's fine, especially if you're developing your first info product. But in the long run, you really run into a lot of platform risk. And I say that because you don't control what the platform is doing. You know, what if your content gets banned for some reason or, or Udemy freezes your account and you can't get, get your finances out? Or that, that's why I recommend you go the self-publishing route. So consider starting a blog or a YouTube channel and you create content that is specific to your niche. And along the way, you're developing a following. People are searching YouTube for these keywords like, oh, hey, I really like what this guy has to say click subscribe, and they start getting notifications when you create more content. Then from there, you want to get your readers or, or your blog readers or your YouTube watchers on your email list somehow. You could use tools like ConvertKit or ActiveCampaign or Drip, you know, MailChimp, any of those tools. You just want to get them on your email list. You know, email them weekly with your new content announcement being like, hey, I just published this new video, check it out. Or this is my brand new blog post, click here to read it. And you're emailing them weekly with new content. and you're encouraging them to reply back to you, asking for feedback, being like, hey, just publish this, this blog post. What do you think? What do you want me to, to write about next week? 
people will reply to you and you'll learn over time exactly what it is that they want. And they may even give you hints of saying like, yeah, I, I appreciate that you're creating this, this wealth of blog post content for free, but I'll be honest, like I ride the train every day an hour each way to work. I would prefer video because I don't like reading on the train. It, it makes me nauseous. And then you start to figure out like, what exactly is the medium that these people want to consume on? And that helps you frame what your product is going to be. So yes, self-publishing does take longer, but the investment tends to be worth it because you're owning the entire pipeline, the entire process, and it minimizes the risk of your business collapsing. So again, if Udemy changes its search algorithm that's used to uh, surface courses based on keywords, what if, your, what if your content, for whatever reason, has low-value keywords and you can't update the keywords because it would change the meaning of your course and then people can't find your content anymore? Or if Udemy bans you for some reason, or maybe Udemy itself just folds entirely as a company and closes its doors. If that happened, that would be catastrophic because you'd lose your entire following and your entire customer base. So this is one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of self-publishing content because I've seen it work very well for myself and for other entrepreneurs in the tech space. And of course, I'll discuss these trade-offs in a future episode. For the time being, just think of this as a, as a general blueprint, just a way for you to consider like framing this in your head of like, oh, these are the steps that I take when creating info product business. I, I develop an audience. Um, I'm listening to them. I'm listening to their feedback. I'm learning how they want to digest my content. Maybe it's an ebook. Maybe it's a course. And that's step two. Like you're creating that content. And step three, you're developing your marketing channel of, okay, my product is done. Now I'm going to email blast my, my subscribers and see if I can get them to purchase my content. And then step four, once that content is launched, you're just supporting it, which is truthfully like a minimal workload. Now let's transition on to how can an info product create financial independence? Meaning, can you quit your day job off of it? Can you retire off of it? Could you retire early? That happened to me. And it was in the first 10 months when I was running PyMH Search. I started the business in my final semester of grad school. I'd always wanted to, to run a successful entrepreneur business. I've worked for a number of small companies since then. And launched a few apps along the way. First app, I created enough revenue to make my car payment. And then the second app I made like covered most of my rent. But I hadn't created a company that was paying for me to live, which just paid my bills. That's what I really wanted to do. So I settled on info products because I wanted to learn more about marketing. I understand the tech side of here's how I write code, here's how I develop a product and put it out there. But I didn't understand marketing channels very well. I didn't understand how to sell the content. So I, I really did a lot of introspection and realized that was a limitation I had. So I wanted to create a product that was simple, but allow me to learn marketing effectively, efficiently. So that's kind of the roundabout way how I came to sell info products in the first place. You know, 10 months into the, into the journey, I published probably 40-ish blog posts and created my first ebook and published that. And I was surprised at how quickly the business had grown. By the time we were 10 months in, I, I think the business was probably making a six, maybe seven grand a month, which is really phenomenal growth. But it really wasn't enough for, for me to live on because my wife and I, or my girlfriend at the time, we, we were living in an expensive area of the United States. I had a, another job that was working nine to five to supplement our income. And I was just kind of doing pie research on the side and letting it grow and hopefully getting to it to the point where I could take that on full time. But then my other job went away. It was, it was a contracting job. It was a government contract. And 
there was election change and literally the next day the contract got canceled and my income just got cut by about 70%. I'm sitting there like this is this is bad like we're living in this really expensive area. I've been dating this girl for for 4 years like we've been long distance and now we're finally living together like our our relationship is is growing phenomenally. I, I could see myself spending the rest of my life with her, but oh my God, like I just, uh, the finances are, are are killing me. What am I going to do? And I, I had these polar opposites on me, just telling me conflicting advice. One was saying like, dive into PyMage Search, like you can turn this into a successful company. And the other side was like, it's not worth the risk. What happens if it folds? What happens if your your girlfriend leaves you because you're broke? Like, how would you feel then? And it was it was terrible and it, it caused me a lot of stress and anxiety. But when I looked at the numbers and I looked at my age, because I was like 20, probably like 25 at the time, I said, you know what? I'm pretty young. I'm going to take this risk. I'm not going to get another job and I'm going to put my back against the wall and just fight like hell for Pyme Research and try and make this a successful business. That's exactly what I did. And about two months after my old job folded, I ran a Kickstarter campaign to, to fund this course I was creating, and it ended up raising about $34,000. And I was looking at that at the time, that was just an incredible amount of money to me. I'm like, oh my God, like I can live off this for, for a good many months. I can invest this back in the business. I can grow it. I, I don't have to run out and get a brand new job. And that was really the defining point for me when I realized, man, I can make a living off of this. That was such a good feeling. It's what makes info products special. There's so little overhead because you don't have physical products or a warehouse or an office. All you need is an internet connection. Your overhead is low, so any money that comes in, you're able to pay yourself. Like you're probably not really using many SaaS apps. Maybe you have a software tool to deliver digital downloads like Kajabi or, or GitDPD. So your monthly expenses are pretty low in terms of running the business, so you can pay yourself a good amount from the business. And you start setting up investments. You create yourself a 401k or a defined benefit plan or a pension plan or any, any or all of them. So you're easily putting money away. And that's, that's the path that I took to financial independence to retiring at a young age. Now, of course, the business grew and grew and grew over, over an eight-year period. And it was eventually sold for this, this life-changing exit. And that was just an incredible journey, but it never would have happened if I didn't put my back against the wall. I've seen this same approach work for so many of my other entrepreneurial friends in the tech space. Maybe it's not always the work that you want to be doing in the sense that you're a developer and you want to be writing code and you want to be dived into the intimate nitty-gritty details of the project. But I'll also tell you that going the info product route, it's extremely rewarding both personally and financially, and for the relationships with the customers and the business owners and the peers you get to meet along the way. I wouldn't be where I am today without some incredible relationships in my life, and I never would have had those relationships had I not started this business, if I had not started producing free content on the PyMage Search blog and published it, and then started creating eBooks and video courses and started supporting people when they emailed me in asking for questions. That's reciprocity. That's how you build friendships. That's how you build relationships. I know this was a longer, a longer episode, and I, I jumped around a little bit. And, and again, that goes back to what I said during the first episode, is that I'm super passionate about this. It can change your life as a developer. This is a unique time for you to be alive. You can build 
not only a passive income stream, but a path to financial independence and maybe even early retirement. Is it a lot of work? Yeah, you bet it is. But some of the best things in life come from putting your back against the wall and just doing the damn work. Sometimes you just got to do it and there's no way around it. So I look forward to sharing more of my journey with you and, and also providing some actionable tips and techniques on how you can build your own info products and follow the same path I took. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future episodes, send me an email at questions at infoproductmastery.com. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time.